Okay, everybody. Hi, how you doing? So excited to be here today. So excited to be at the 2021 State of Search. Today, I'm going to be talking about how to win in a cookie-less world. Perhaps one of the biggest challenges and changes to come to digital marketing and marketing in general in a very long time. But it's, it's actually more than that. It's an it's entire movement. And today, I'm going to be covering not only cookies, but privacy laws and all these big changes that are happening in digital, which really impact every channel. It's not just paid media. It's also SEO as well. And I'm going to make that clear to you. Uh, quick disclaimer, I am not an attorney, right? I am not a lawyer. None of this is legal advice. What this is, is something that you can use to bring to your marketing department, that you can use to bring to your legal team and ask them to verify and find the best course for you. Uh, please just keep that in mind, okay? I want to make sure I get that out of the way right away. But let's go ahead and dive into it. So first, my name is John Lincoln. Uh, I am an MBA. I've been CEO of Ignite Visibility for uh, close to a decade now. Uh, Co-founder, CEO. I've also been a teacher at UC San Diego. I've taught analytics there, as well as search engine optimization and even paid media at one point. And there's just a little bit more about me. But at the end of the day, I love digital marketing. Ignite Visibility is my full-time job. We're a 110-person digital marketing agency in San Diego, California, that works with some great clients. I love to make content. I'm also incredibly active, love to surf, skate, love my family, love to help others. I serve others through digital marketing. So what you're going to learn today is you know, really what are third-party cookies? Why are browsers like Chrome removing them? What are some of the laws and updates on cookie tracking and removal? How companies are dealing with this transition? It's, it's new, but how they're dealing with it, uh, how it will impact the future of marketing, ways to address the cookie-less web, and then also uh, your cookie list checklist, right? So it's, it's, it, this is a great presentation for any marketer right now. And, and I'm not just saying that because I'm doing it. Actually, it's something I'm going to have to show to a lot of people, I think. So uh, what do you want to know about cookie removal? Well, first, cookies are small files that web browsers like Chrome uh, store to hold information and increase ad revenue, essentially, right? They store this information. It allows them to have certain types of tracking. Third-party cookies are set by a website other than the one that you're currently on, okay? So I think that's that's important because this persistent cookie kind of follows you around. So anybody can kind of cookie you. Anybody can, can gather that information. They can sell that data. Like it happens a lot. And, and, and there's all these, it's not just your own site, although you can put cookies on as well, right? It's all these other sites. It's the whole, it's the way the whole internet was built, right? And browsers like Firefox and, and other ones like uh, like Brave, they've taken a firm stance against tracking. DuckDuckGo, they say they don't do any tracking, right? And um, now we're moving towards this kind of revolt, if you will. Uh, people don't want to be tracked as much online. I think some of these big tech companies are realizing there's no way it's sustainable. And as a result, 41% of marketers expect their biggest challenge to be difficulty tracking the right data moving forward. So what's Google say about cookie removal? Well, they say people shouldn't have to accept being tracked across the web in order to get the benefit of relevant advertising. And advertisers don't need to track individual consumers across the web to get the performance benefits of digital marketing. Is that going to be true? We'll see. But Google's gone out and said this when they've relied on it for so long. So you know change is coming right? And Facebook, what did Facebook say? 
Well, they said cookies help us provide, protect, and improve the Facebook products, such as personalizing content, tailoring and measuring ads, and providing a safer experience. The cookies that we use include session cookies, which are deleted when you close your browser, and persistent cookies, which stay in your browser until they expire or you delete them. Facebook's been kind of pushing back, right? And if you remember this Apple iOS update that came out, where basically Facebook was using this Apple app data to build audiences for people who hadn't necessarily opt into it, they were pushing back against that too, right? So interesting to see the different stances. So there's some laws that are coming out. And, and a lot of this is coming because of these laws, right? And it's not, these are these laws aren't just in the United, United States. Uh, they're in the European Union. These laws are in Canada. These laws are global. Uh, Germany has some very strict laws, right? There's laws all around the world that are popping up and the wild wild west days of the internet are going away which i'm a little bit sad about but happy for the future because it'll, it'll be better in some ways but according to eu data protection laws cookies are considered online identifiers this makes them subject to regulation the general data protection regulation gdpr which has been out for a while requires websites to inform users of what data uh, your website collects so you're really required to do that right Privacy and Electronic Communications Regulations, PECR, maintains a, also a standard of consent. In Canada, they've got the Consumer Privacy uh, Protection Act, CCPA, which requires cookie consent. And then there's also in California, where I'm based, right? The California Consumer Privacy Act, CCPA, requires disclosure of what data the cookies collect and how they're used. That's, that's for different types of businesses of different sizes. And then the Americans with Disability Act, ADA, has rules around uh, cookie banners, which are difficult um, and, and or impossible to get around for many users. In addition to that, there's there's other stuff with ADA compliance outside of cookies. It's the way your website's formulated and stuff like that, right? So these, this is stuff, this is, you need to give this to your legal team and you need to make sure you work with them to be within all the regulations, okay? Again, I'm not an attorney. My dad's an attorney. I'm not an attorney. Give this to them and uh, make sure that you're set up right. You know, there's some some really great tools out there that allow you to do these things very, very simple. And uh, it's something that you have to, have to address, okay? General website stuff. All right, so updates on cookies, right? So Google first announced it would phase out cookies in January, 2020, okay? The world's largest search engine, it says it's gonna stop tracking cookies on Chrome. They're saying by 2022, all right? And they're gonna try to move towards this privacy first web. They already kind of have this thing in mind. I'm gonna talk about it in a minute, but in June, Google actually delayed blocking the cookies by an extra year because they realize it's a bigger deal than maybe whatever gunslinger came out and said, hey, let's, you know, let's get rid of cookies. And then the Apple iOS update prohibits certain data collection and sharing unless people opt into tracking for app. So all, all these people were opting, like downloading apps, and they didn't realize that by default, boom, by default, I can just track like what many, many things, right? That is not the case anymore. That's cut down the amount of tracking on apps. I think it's, it was in, in the 80, 90%. Now it's in the 14% range, um, I believe. So how are companies kind of dealing with this now? That's the question. And, and keep in mind, anybody who's dealing with it now is, um, they're, they're just figuring out. They're like kind of like a pioneer, right, in the, in the field. So uh, what they're doing is good. Uh, is it going to be the way that it goes moving forward? Probably not. The internet always is evolving over the course of my career. I've definitely seen many phases of it. But let's talk about Pepsi. We all know Pepsi. 
and interesting to see them come out and and kind of take a stance right out of the gate. But I like what they did. So um, previously, Pepsi paid multiple vendors for data on media performance. But what they decided to do was build an internal engine that helps them understand their marketing's impact. Actually, was speaking to a gentleman yesterday who is a head of a 50-person analytics team at a huge company. And this is kind of where it's going, right? And think of that competitive advantage that you get. If you've got that internal analytics team connecting all the dots, right, and helping you not only drive marketing efforts, but get that full cycle, right, analytics knowledge into uh, all the things you're doing with the business. But essentially, this real-time data combined with custom-made IBM dashboards uh, for an effective approach. So they, they took all this real-time data. They combined it with some dashboards, right? So IBM has like Watson Analytics. There's other dashboards out there like uh, Tableau. Uh, you you know, there's uh, modeling you can do with other things and push it to Data Studio. Data, 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 right? So whoever can wrap their head around the data science side is going to definitely be winning as you lose certain types of like third-party tracking. So uh, they say there is a definite need for more real-time data to yield greater ROI for our marketing dollars and address the shifting regulatory landscape that underscores the need for more first-party data. That's from the CMO of Pepsi. Google. So Google comes out with Flock, right? Federated Learning of Cohorts. And essentially what it does is it separates users into groups. So while you might have uh, one person who went to a page on your website before that was one cookie, now it might take you know a thousand people who went to that page and and put them into a a flock, right, a, a cohort, right, and and then they are doing that not only within one website but multiple websites, and essentially Google, I work with them quite a bit. We run around a hundred million dollars in advertising here, and they are all about audiences, right. So if you don't know too much about audiences. There's a lot of audiences out there right now. There's audiences for people who have just gotten married. There's an audience for people who have just moved, right? There's audiences for people who like business, who like advertising, who et cetera. And you can overlay those audiences with age, with gender, uh, income status, all kinds of stuff like that. Now, the way that those have been developed um, you know, is kind of through this type of flock mindset. And in general, Google says that it's already run some tests and they show that about 95% of the conversions per dollar spent when compared to uh, cookie-less advertising are there. So Flock does work. Now, what will happen moving forward? I don't know for sure, but I do know that Google came out and then they said Flock would be the alternative. Uh, and then they got some pushback and that has delayed some things because people feel like, oh, well, you know, if you put me in a group of 10, it's not that much better than if I were in a group of one, right? And that is something that they're going to have to work through as a company. But all the more reason to think, huh, should, should I be so reliant on, um, on the Googles, on the Facebooks for the tracking? Or can I do what Pepsi did, which is essentially kind of develop their own tracking and their own abilities uh, that's more owned by them opposed to somebody else? So how will a cookie-less world impact the future of marketing, right? And how do we win in a cookie-less world? Well, let's, let's talk about it. 
So third-party cookie replacements. Without replacements for third-party cookies, as much as 90% of all display impressions will become anonymous, right? And that's a big deal. So replacements beyond Google's privacy sandbox are, are going to be necessary. And in a post-cookie world, innovation will be key. Otherwise, all these great places you can advertise on out there are going to be less effective from a targeting perspective, but there's something else that will, won't change. And I'm going to talk about that. There, there's some, some interesting stuff. So uh, different solutions for retargeting campaigns and measurement attribution. So companies must be flexible and willing to adapt. And then from first party data to ad serving without the need for personal data. Okay. There's going to be more emphasis on CRM and database. It's been really interesting to see consumers, uh, marketers rather, mind shift shift and realize you've got to start growing that CRM. You've got to build up that email list. You've got to get your own first party data. You've got to own something. Our email department has doubled, more than doubled actually, in the last year as a result of this because we've been coaching clients saying, hey, you know, we've got to build out a database that you can use for all kinds of stuff, which I'll talk about in a little bit, but it's definitely where your head should be at. Think offers, uh, think micro offers, think macro offers, think, think of using this in your advertising opposed to what might before have been a targeted kind of cookie around the web approach. Let's talk about contextual targeting. So um, behavioral targeting segment audiences based on website browsing behavior, okay? So contextual targeting is something that is important, right? Every website is broken up into segments and those segments have different things on them. And you understanding the journey of your customer on your own site is, is very, very powerful. We have um, done this quite a bit and let me give you an example of how that would work. Well, say you have um, 10 different subjects that you cover on your website. Maybe they're all, uh, on the blog on some level, mapping micro conversions for email captures and downloads within every segment of your site that's direct to that type of information. It allows you to capture, capture some data, right? Say um, you're a, a bicycle company, say you have one section about mountain bikes, uh, the ultimate uh, mountain bike uh, traveler's guide for 2022 on the section on all the mountain bike pages where they can download. You can get that first party data. You, you get that data. You can use that for your advertising in the future because you know this person is contextually on a mountain bike um, and, and looking for information there. So ways to address the cookie-less web include the following. Prioritize customer relationships, right? Uh, drive customer loyalty using value exchange. I just gave you an example of one. Use integrated first-party data to foster results and audit your collection process. That's for sure. So be, make sure you're collecting things the right way. Um, take a look at your content management system and make sure you're using all the features and capabilities that you can because it using one call to action across your entire site is going to be much less effective than 20 calls to actions that are specific to content. I mean, taking it even a step further, with some websites we've worked on, you know, we've created options for specific calls to action on specific pages. You know, you can dynamically, in some cases, insert uh, a keyword into a type of call to action on every page and then map an offer to that. That type of thing makes a big difference, right? 
implement features and solutions that allow for real-time personalization. So there, there's some, some things out there that allow you to do that. One type of product for that is called Segment, and it allows for real-time personalization. And for really advanced brands, I see them doing that. And then invest in testing cookie-less platforms. There's, there's quite a bit that are emerging. I'm going to go over a few in a minute. Uh, it's interesting. I'd be interested to see how you feel about these actual cookie-less platforms, because I don't know if it's just a Band-Aid or if it's something that's going to last for the long haul. Quick checklist for you, but I've got more. And the end of this presentation has the best stuff yet. Okay, so sit tight. But first, build your own first-party data collection, use server-side tracking, develop the best ad creative, use tools like ClearBoot, Hyros, but will they last? Implement, test, and prepare for change. These are the things I'm actually going to go through right now. This is the checklist. Um, so I'm actually going to go over this, this next a little bit, okay? Okay, so build your own first-party data collection. So this is pretty straightforward. I talked about it a little bit already, right? But you need to capture your data from mobile apps, from your own landing pages, from social media, from emails, from surveys, from gated content and more. Build your own data collection strategy. Every business should have a data collection strategy going into 2022. And that strategy should be legal based off of the state and country that you're in. Make sense? Next thing, focus on zero-party data or optional info that users choose to provide. So like how, even if you didn't have the data, right, even if you didn't have it, how could you still be, you didn't even have your first-party data, how could you still run the business from a marketing perspective? And then make sure your value exchange is worth it. So I've got a couple clients who they, they, we spend a lot of time every month on offers. What's the main offer that they're looking for? What's the main industry study that they're looking for? What's the main um, ebook that they're looking for? What's the main um, ultimate guide? What's the event that they're looking for, right? Offers, offers, offers. You, you have to come out with value, right? And that's just part of it. Server-side tracking is something that's coming up, aka cloud delivery. And this basically features a pixel that sends data to your server. So from there, your server passes it on to the destination server. Server-side data is when one central system functions to collect all data, then that system relays data to the third-party vendors, okay? Server-side data tracking, I'll talk about that a little bit more later. And then number three, this one for me is maybe the biggest. The future, one of the biggest things in the future, if not the biggest, is ad creative, okay? Is content, you know, um, and how great that is. So you, I, I heard this great example the other day. And, you know, think about it like this, okay? Say you got 100 people in a room, right? Is your ad creative going to make 30 of those people raise their hand and say, I want it? Or is it going to make 10% of those people raise their hand and say, I want it? Think about the difference. That's 3x, right? So if you're not investing in new creative consistently, you will eventually lose the battle of online because the future of the internet, I always say it, it's who's going to be able to convert traffic for less, right? That's what we're looking at here, right? So you need to invest in the best creative out there, the best content out there. That's the name of the game. It's not a volume type of game anymore. 
Now there's some tools out there. Clearbit and Hyros would be examples of some. If you don't know what Clearbit is, um, essentially it's a uh, it's a enhancement tool that basically enhances information about people online. Okay. And it's debatable where, where things are going to go with this tool, in my opinion. Also, there's another one called Hyros. It's debatable where, where things will go, um, you know, and, and legality. Uh, these, these tools are out there. And um, I'll, that's, that's all I'll say about that. But I do, I just want to make you uh, aware that they exist. And uh, they could be fantastic for all I know uh, from a legal perspective moving forward. Again, not trying to give legal advice, but it's just one example of a, a cookie tracking replacement that's coming to market, Clearbit. And essentially it, it allows you to kind of organize people and create audiences. And then Hyros is an advertising tracking software that lets you send data via, off, via offline conversions to Google, right? So basically if somebody, um, converts, then you can use this tool to send that back to Google and refine your advertising and your bidding as a result. While that's great, um, I know from working with Google and some of these other areas that while Hyros is good, um, it might not be a long-term solution for everybody, but it is now. Uh, so I'm going to jump into that after this slide, okay? Um, but number five, implement, test, and prepare for change. This is a no-brainer. It's something you need to do. Let's talk about this for a second, okay? Which I think will be kind of the real solution moving forward. And I know this because Google told me it is gonna be it, okay? And this is just one slide from a whole nother presentation I have on value-based bidding, which uh, I've actually done a presentation on this on our YouTube. Uh, it's, it's titled number one uh, paid media strategy going in the next uh, couple of years. It's a whole presentation I've done on value-based bidding. But here's the thing. So you've got a hundred customers, right? And two convert, right? One converts uh, for $10. The other one converts, uh, call it three. The other one converts for um, $300. The other one actually converts, but really doesn't even buy anything. They just fill out the lead form, right? These people are not worth the same to the business, right? So the future of all this stuff is being able to take your final sale and feed that back into all of your bidding and refine over time. Got that? So that's value-based bidding. And you know the evolution was kind of like cost per click, and then it went into like cost per conversion, and then it went into um, return on advertising spend, and then it went into um, uh, bit. It's going to be based off of uh, profit margin bidding that you can have, and then finally, it's lifetime customer value. So think about being able to run ads more from like an account-based marketing perspective. You know, these people have converted before, you know, there's more people like this over here, you know, these type of people pay the most, these ones don't, you don't really have all the data you had before, but you build your own database over time, right? And so Google now has ways that you can set this up and it's better for everybody, right? The advertisers who get ahead of it first are going to win. The ones who uh, go slow will, will lose and uh, that's the way it goes in this game, right? So summary. Third-party cookie removal is coming, whether you like it or not, okay? And uh, you want to start testing alternatives now. Maybe allocate 10, 20% of your budget to that. You want to focus on first-party data collection, amazing ad creative, server-side tracking is a thing. Will that last? I think probably. I mean, I, I don't know the, the exact uh, outlook on that part, um, but some people are trying it. Uh, contextual targeting and CMS auditing, 
no brainer. Definitely do that. I mean, there's so much wasted traffic out there. So you just put a little bit of time for conversion rate optimization. They, they could they could be doing better. Uh, start connecting your sales to your ad account. Value-based bidding, value-based bidding, value-based bidding. You heard it from me. Definitely start looking at this and do not ignore privacy laws. I hope that you kind of take a look at this presentation after, bring it to your legal team. I don't want to see anybody get in trouble. Again, the third time I'm going to say I am not a lawyer. Changing digital marketing landscape. Google's changing, Facebook's changing, right? Apple apps kind of already changed with the iOS update. Cookies, they're going away. They might turn to flock. It might be a little bit different. There's privacy laws. You gotta make sure that you got your opt-ins in order and there's a greater need for privacy on all fronts. That's my presentation today for you, everybody. If you'd like to get access to this presentation, and if you would like actually a special checklist that I've created just to help everybody on the cookie list world, the things you want to do, go ahead and send an email to sales uh, at ignitevisibility.com. That's sales at ignitevisibility.com or give us a call. We'll be happy to give you this checklist, happy to help you through any of these things. Um, we're trying to set up all of our clients for success going into this new world, and we're really excited about the future. In Innovation is uh, great inside of digital marketing, allows better companies to get ahead even more. So that's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this presentation. I tried to bring a lot of energy for you to make it as exciting as possible. And I hope you all have a great day. Reach out to me at any point in time, sales at ignitevisibility.com. And you can also find me online. You can check out our Ignite Visibility YouTube channel. Um, I'm very active on Twitter, very, very active on LinkedIn. And I hope to see you soon. Have a great day. Bye.